fitness for me is all about health and it's not just physical health. Um, there, you know, there's physical fitness, there's spiritual fitness, there's emotional fitness and, mm-hmm. uh, the fitness aspect is putting in the work, mm. um, every day to reach your goals, Love you it. know? So whether that's spiritually, like for me, that's spending time with God, um, emotionally making sure that, um, if I'm depressed, am I talking about it? Am I making, mm. am I making, um, am I talking, am I challenging myself to be open about whatever I'm struggling with? And then obviously physically fitness is showing up and, and doing the work. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Mark McCain with um, not Jared Baston today. He's training someone. You're listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Aaron Hunt, who is a gentleman that I've got to know over the last uh, couple years. I'm excited to uh, for him to share his story. So um, without further ado, um, welcome, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. And uh, we're here on this uh, early morning here. Just got done uh, with some CrossFit uh, classes uh, at the gym. And uh, yeah, man, if you want to maybe fill in uh, everyone a little bit about your story, uh, maybe a little where you're from, how you, uh, if you did move here to Northern Kentucky and, sure. and what, what's going on with your life. Yeah, so I've, uh, I'm a Northern Kentucky guy. I've lived here my whole life. Excellent. Um, and, you know, I'm married. My husband. I have two beautiful daughters, uh, Marianne and Juliet. Juliet is two. Marianne is like three months, so not getting a lot of sleep right now. Oh yeah, you know. Um, but beyond that, I uh, I'm a musician and a music producer. I work for a church called Crossroads Church that is based out of uh, Cincinnati, um, but we have um, people meeting all over the country. Um, through our streaming experience and my job at Crossroads now is I'm on our national music team and I'm a part of anything from mixing our weekend stream, uh, mixing the audio from that and then also producing music for us Um, and before that I was a worship leader at our Florence, Kentucky campus and that's where we met. Yeah man, Uh, I was blessed to uh, meet you through watching the lead uh, worship and then uh, one night in particular, I felt like I was kind of feeling prompted to yeah. uh, reach out to you. So I volunteer there at, uh, at Crossroads in Florence and just do some basic uh, type stuff. But ended up uh, getting your email from mm-hmm. from uh, the guy that leads the, the facilities there. Actually comes to the gym now. And uh, yeah, man, it was one of those things where I uh, felt like some different things were working for my life and I was like I feel like I can I can help this guy because you kind of got vulnerable on uh on stage one night and was just sharing an experience about maybe wanting to lose lose a little bit of weight so I was like "Ah, you know what I think I can help him and then uh, I'll never forget your response because uh you know I sent this email and I was just like you know hey I'll send him an email and if he responds awesome if not like you know I'm sure he's busy guy and and everything like that and then 
I don't know how long it was. Maybe we'll, we'll call it six months. Yeah. You responded <laughs> and you're like, epically late response. <laughs> but I'm actually interested like in this if fitness it's any, thing. If it's any longer than a month, you just shouldn't respond. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all good. <laughs> no, I'm so glad you did though. And it's been awesome, like getting to know yeah. you and, and the, the type of person you are. And, um, so yeah, man. So we got, um, well, I'll, I'll say something yeah, about that, that, that night where I mentioned that I needed some help with my fitness. Uh, one of the things at Crossroads that we really value highly is like you said, um, vulnerability. Sure. So one of the hardest things for any of us to do is recognize that we have flaws. Mm. And then even going beyond that is saying, um, you know, recognizing it is one thing, but then mm. actually, actually telling people like, man, I have, I have a flaw, Yeah. you know, and I have a lot of flaws. Mm. Um, but the, I, I believe there's huge power in, you know, recognizing those things and then actually speaking them. Because if I hadn't have said that that mm-hmm. night, like we wouldn't have got connected. Nope. I wouldn't have found CrossFit. I wouldn't have found uh, the community that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was all just because I stepped out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and said something that was really hard to say. Sure. That yeah. could potentially even be embarrassing. Like I'm telling... Mm telling a lot of people like sure. hey yeah, it wasn't just me yeah i'm like <laughs> hey i'm overweight and mm-hmm. i don't want to be overweight mm-hmm. and i need some help yeah you i think know? that's that's so Which super really important hard. i'm so glad you just expanded upon that because because you know when i look at you know just you know the lives that we live uh this day and age with, with cell phones and and a lot of kids are growing up with not really having a lot of conversations they're interacting through text and stuff like that and that's to a certain extent better than you know not interact in non-interaction but when you look at the, the people you know maybe a, your spouse your best friend stuff like that you ultimately have to get vulnerable with those people and um they know a lot about your life you know you would mm-hmm. like to think um if you, if, if you have a best friend it's like oh yeah i have this person that i can rely on if i remember having issues with this that or the other thing i lean on this person and there's a certain part of me that that you know I'd like to not think this that a lot of people are missing out on that just through not becoming vulnerable like you did so um, you know because it takes courage it takes um, a, a lot and uh, one of the things obviously with CrossFit that we'll obviously encourage here through our group classes is just that interaction and so many people mm-hmm. have expressed like hey I don't really get much interaction, you know, especially like you're dealing with new kids right now. Um, so we have some, some moms or some dads that are spending a lot of time with kids. And it's like, this is the only time I get to talk to uh, people my age and, and so on and so forth. But yeah, being vulnerable is, is a really, really um, tough thing to do. But there's a lot of um, kind of fruit in, in expressing your vulnerability to other people. And nine times out of 10, they're probably going through a similar situation Mm -hmm. and they were just like, Oh, I'm so glad he said that. Yeah. Well, when you, when you, when you open up and you, when you say something hard like that, it Mm -hmm. it gives, it gives people freedom to, to talk about the stuff they're struggling with too. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and I only say that because that was modeled for me over the last several years was somebody shared something really hard with me Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like, Oh, okay. I can, Mm -hmm. I can talk about this too. It's okay. Yeah. You know? Yep. 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 So yeah, man, uh, what were you doing um, before you found uh, Crossroads? All right, so um, been a musician my whole life. Um, started playing drums when I was 
in fifth grade, I think. Mm. Yeah, so like um, 10 to ten to 12. And I just knew from then, like the, the moment I started playing the drums, mm. I just knew like music was my thing. Nice. I didn't have to think about anything else. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do music. It's, it's all I want to do. So, you know, all through high school played, um, in bands, picked up other instruments because I always played at my church and I grew up in smaller churches. So, um, whoever was leading the music would say like, Hey man, we need a guitarist. I'm like, okay, cool. I can learn the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. So my brother played guitar. I learned from him, took all his stuff mm-hmm. and then started playing. Um, but then got through high school, uh, senior year, um, I started a band with my buddy called Seabird mm. and we actually pretty quickly gained some traction and within a year we had signed a record deal with, wow. uh, EMI, um, out of Nashville. So Excellent. crazy. So yeah. in, in my mind, I'm like, sweet, True. I made it, right. you know, like I don't even have to worry about this anymore. I signed a major record deal when yeah. I'm 18. Heck yeah! Um, doing stuff I love, mm-hmm. you know, playing music with my with my best friends, and we're gonna tour the world and we're gonna take over. Heck you yeah! Know? <laughs> I mean, of course, that's the next logical <laughs> right. step. Yeah. Um, so it turns out I spent about um, five years in that band on a major label, and mm. I made about a thousand dollars. Wow, jeez. <laughs> Is that is that not good? I'm not great at math. But yeah. No. Well, yeah. it turns out if I would have invested it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was it was incredible. Had a yeah. ton of really you went on really, like tours and stuff. Yeah, yeah. went on some tours. I remember you saying and, that. Yeah. Um, my my favorite thing was um, we had the opportunity to work with a producer in Nashville. Um, his name was Jakir King, and he had produced stuff for Kings of Leon, some mm. some really big bands. And that's where I really found out that my true passion in music was in um, producing and recording. Mm. Um, so after I left Seabird, I went to a recording school and just kind of dedicated um, my music path to recording and producing and, and mixing. Mm. Um, so throughout that, um, I, I played in a couple other bands, mm-hmm. um, kind of honing my recording craft along, along the way. Um, and then there was one night I went to this worship event in Atlanta and I know this may seem weird, but I believe that, um, God can speak to us. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, listening to this, this worship event and I really felt like God had asked me to lead worship and mm. to pursue leadership, which for me, wow. like I'm super introverted. I have no desire to do any of those things. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time in my life that I felt like God had made something really clear. Um, so I felt like, okay, I need to, I need to be open to this. Right. And then literally two days later, I met my boss, Robbie Ryder at Crossroads, mm. who I had no connection with, um, and just started a relationship with him and told him like, hey man, I think, I think I'm supposed to pursue leadership and worship and. I've wow. never really done it before, and I know Crossroads is kind of like the biggest church. Yeah, yeah. But I just feel like I want to be obedient mm. to what I'm supposed to do. And that's powerful. Um, he just said, "Cool, man. I'll teach. You, I'll teach you everything I know." I'm like, what the heck? Wow. <laughs> so wow. I, I served at the church every weekend for like four months, and then he offered me the job as the worship leader at Florence. Mm-hmm. And then I served there um, faithfully for four and a half years, and now I'm in my recording mm-hmm. and producing role at Crossroads. So back in your passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's funny how that all comes around. Yeah. So that was kind of my 
professional path in, in music over the last 10 years. It's very interesting. Uh, there's a lot to kind of chop up there and mm -hmm. dissect a little bit. One of the things that stuck out, um, you, you said you're an introvert. Um, when, and again, whenever I met you, you're in front of a thousand people on stage. <laughs> so it's, I, I find that a little bit, bit funny. Right. Um, whenever you were touring with the band Seabird, were you the singer? No, so I was the drummer. You were the drummer. Band, okay, yeah. so you didn't have uh -huh. to be right. as... Right, I was as, the guy in the back. Okay, I'm, fair enough. I'm comfortable being the guy in the back. Okay. <laughs> so that, that, that is such a big step then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you didn't know Robbie before. No, I'd never met and him before. And it was just like, hey, man, I'm, I'm feeling this yeah. prompt. Did he ever give you a little confirmation like, you know, hey, I was, I was, you know, expecting to meet someone like you or it was just kind of a... Yeah, that, that was one of the coolest things in the whole process was we had a, we met up for a lunch at Skyline up in Oakley uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Skyline time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much better than Gold Star. <laughs> whoa, whoa. The internet just exploded. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, yeah, so we, we had a meeting, and um, we were just talking about, you know, a, a conversation very similar to this, just getting mm -hmm. to know each other sure. and me sharing my story with him. And uh, I remember walking away from that lunch. I actually called my mom because I didn't have a job at the point, but mm -hmm. I, and I needed one, but I just, just really wanted to do something in music. Sure. I called my mom, and I said, Mom, I don't know why I think this, but like, I think I'm going to be the worship leader at Crossroads Florence. I'm mm. like, I have no reason to believe this, but mm -hmm. I just, I just have this feeling that this is like what I'm supposed to do for the next season. And after Robbie hired me four months later, he told me at that same meeting at Skyline, he called his wife Whoa. and said, I think I'm going to hire this guy. Oh, wow. He, I think he's the guy. Nice. So it was cool. We, we yeah. both kind of had the same same thought leaving that meeting and never talked about it until after I was hired. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, uh, that's really cool. Um, and obviously it worked out pretty good for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you, you're, you're phenomenal at what you do. Um, maybe, uh, talk a little more in depth about, uh, what you're doing now as far as maybe just for the casual listener doesn't know much about sure. how stuff is produced, recorded, mm -hmm. like from kind of point A to the Z. Yeah. Yeah, so there's multiple levels to my job right now at Crossroads. Um, the main thing that I'm working on now is um, we have started doing a stream of our services. So you can go to crossroads.net slash live and watch any of our services. Um, and every weekend, I'm actually mixing the audio mm. that gets sent to that stream, Yeah, um, which is really cool. I mean, last weekend, we had a, a big Super Bowl weekend mm -hmm. um, where we, we do a big party. We call it the Super Bowl of preaching. A lot of fun. Um, and we had almost 20,000 people watch that online. That's fantastic. Yeah. So um, my job over the last month has been to improve the quality of our audio for mm -hmm. our stream. And then once I'm finished improving it, somebody okay. will come in and take over, and then I'll move on to something else. So okay. it won't be my long-term thing. Um, but really, my, my goal and my hope with uh, my new role in, at Crossroads is anything I touch, I just want to help improve it Sure. You know, all, from an audio perspective. Sure. Um, the other side of that is, um, which is really what I'm excited about, is producing and recording and mixing Mm -hmm. um, original songs. So mm -hmm. 
one of the things that we want to do is um, at least once a year release an album of original worship songs oh, wow. that we've written at Crossroads. That's awesome. Um, and what I do in that process is I record them, um, produce them, which is cutting stuff in and out, you mm-hmm. know, um, writing parts, mm. guitar parts, mm-hmm. piano parts. Yeah, I know you, you had, know. Uh, sorry to jump in, uh, you, you produced a CD recently, mm-hmm. um, the Man Camp yeah. CD. That's, that's been something that's been instrumental with my journey. Uh, personally, I've been the three of those just signed up to lead a fourth. Yeah, um, so awesome. I'm super excited about that. A little nervous, but um, got a, I'm sure sure I'll have a lot of help in a lot of different yeah, areas yeah. there. But, uh, and again, not to derail you, um, whenever you're making that CD, like mm-hmm. what is that? Um, what, what kind of, so that they obviously take the songs from, from the production of, of man camp. And then you're just, like you said, you're layering things on top of there to make it sound a little better. Yeah. So it depends. Um, every project is different. You oh, know, yeah, so you, sure. like we talk about making an album or recording a record and it sounds mm-hmm. like this, this big glamorous thing. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that most of it is me sitting in a tiny room oh, by yeah. myself with headphones on, like editing things, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, over and over. Yeah. Um, but for me, every single project is different. So I do, I, you know, I do different types of projects for Crossroads, but I also do freelance work um, outside of Crossroads, mm-hmm. recording and producing. Um, and for me, it's it's literally different every single project. Mm-hmm. So um, for the the Man Camp Blood Brother stuff, like we we, we wanted that to be as live and as raw as possible mm-hmm. because that kind of lines up with the the ethic of sure. of going to camp and camping. Mm-hmm. You know, you just want it to be raw. Mm-hmm. So we tracked a lot of that together live. Mm-hmm. You know, so not a lot of separation between the instruments. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're doing a pop recording, like um, anything popular right now, Demi Lovato, Justin right. Bieber, yep. like all of the, all of that stuff is recorded individually, and most of it's not even real. Mm. Most of it is. Wait, uh, hold on a second. I'll, I'll, Justin Bieber's not real. <laughs> Who's Justice we gotta Bieber? End, we got to end this. No, I, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So again, I mean, for for me, I don't, I'm not like technologically uh, savvy. Um, so I, you know, diving a little deeper into some of that yeah. stuff is always, always super interesting sure. because like you said, it's not glamorous. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are like, wow, you got a producer, like you just get to do, you know, you do all this fun and exciting stuff all day. It's like, no, um, I have to, like you said, sit in a room and with my headphones on and replay, replay mm-hmm. and, 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 and mix in these little things. And I'm sure tensions can get high sometimes if something's not right. Yeah, because I'm. Sure. Do you consider yourself a perfectionist then? Oh yeah. Does that kind of just go with that line of work? Like, um, not necessarily. Yeah. Like, it definitely depends on the different types of producers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm absolutely a perfectionist mm-hmm. in every area of my life, and probably to a fault, mm. to the point where, and actually, I can relate this to CrossFit. Sure. You know, so like, being a perfectionist means that I have to make a plan. Mm-hmm. And it has to be perfect. Mm. And if I mess up on that plan, then I have failed. Ooh. You know, so when mm. I like first started CrossFit, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to come three days a week. I'm going to come on these days. Mm-hmm. And there is absolutely yes a part. Like, you mm. need to make the time and, and come. Sure. But if I would miss a day, all of a sudden that totally derailed me. Mm. I couldn't make up. I couldn't yep. make it up. Yep. So if I missed a Monday, I'm like, okay, well, I failed this week. So rather than coming on Tuesday, right, right. Like, well, I failed, so I'll, I'm just going to have to start again next week. Yeah. 
So part of it is just changing your thinking mm-hmm. and realizing that, you know, there's going to be days that I, I fail. There's going to be days that I mess up. But what do I do the next day? Yeah, I had a conversation with a guy last night in, uh, in, a, in a group, and um, he's uh, struggling with not knowing what he wants to do with his life. And he's a younger, younger guy. And, you know, again, my advice, whether it be right or wrong, and just, again, felt prompted to tell him, like, you have to be all right with the not knowing. <laughs> you know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, so many of us will fail daily so many of us will maybe pursue a career that uh, we think that you know this is what we're meant to do the rest of our lives and then only unfortunately lose that job or unfortunately um, you know find something else Um, I shouldn't say unfortunately but fortunately you maybe find something that you like even even better Um, you know and with with CrossFit in particular you know some some things that happen with that is uh, you know maybe you have a little setback like you said, hey, uh, life gets busy. My, my wife's pregnant. She has a baby. And now uh, we're having some sleepless nights or whatever it is. You have to, like, constantly adjust and reframe. And, and that's just life, you know. And um, one of the things, too, is, is you know, us as, as believers, we, we want to root ourselves in, in our, our, our beliefs that are Christ. And uh, the more deeply we can root ourselves there whenever we're combated with issues against those, then ultimately we can term, uh, you know, stand fast and, and firm in those beliefs. And with fitness, that's why I, I personally, I want to build up my fitness to the point where if I ever have a disease, um, you know, unfortunately happen, that I can combat that disease. You know, does that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So for, for me, it's just one good decision at a time. Like what, what's my next meal look like? Mm. Is, it, is it healthy? You know, start there. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the things I've heard with nutrition, if you have a cupcake, think of it like a flat tire, you're not gonna, you know, you're gonna get a flat tire, you're off the road, change the tire, you're not gonna flatten the other three, right? So it's like, change the one tire, get back on the road, start driving mm-hmm. again, because birthday parties happen, holidays happen. It's that whole, you know, like you said, that mentality of if I miss a Monday, the rest of the week is is messed up and that's one of the things you're struggling with and honestly dude that's that's real mm-hmm. that's real life like people struggle yeah. with it um 100% so yeah man we'll kind of transition here to a little bit about uh you know experience with CrossFit yeah. maybe even before CrossFit like were you doing this could be anything you know not necessarily immediately before you started CrossFit but what, what was your fitness um background like mm-hmm. before you found this yeah, so um, the, the one thing in, in fitness and, and working out, the one thing that I've always enjoyed is, is weightlifting. So mm-hmm. me and my buddies in high school, we would do weightlifting in, mm-hmm. in my buddy's garage. And um, the cardio has always yeah, been... Yeah, cardio. Uh, cardio. Uh, it's more like cardino yeah. is what I would what I say. I say cardio. I say it's foreign. It's foreign to me, so... <laughs> But uh, you have to mix it in, you know. It's, right. It's yeah. Kind of important. Yeah, but um, for me, I think health was not something. Health and fitness was not something that was modeled to me. Mm-hmm. You know. So, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we we can get in deeper with this. I think a, a lot of my issues have been with. Uh, um, I realized that 
I needed to focus on some of my mental health sure. before I could actually make progress with my physical health. Mm. Um, I didn't realize that until late last year when I started doing some counseling. Mm. Um, but my father passed away like nine years ago mm. and he was super unhealthy, mm. you know, to the point where um, him and my mom were vegetarians, but like his version of, of being a vegetarian was eating fries and chips, you know? So he was a, an amazing dad. We had an incredible childhood. Um, but I think all of this stuff is coming up for me because I have kids now and I'm realizing sure. like, man, it's, it's really important for me uh, to teach them and to model to them mm. um, how to take care of themselves, Absolutely, you know? Um, and for me, I think part of it, I was the youngest of four. So I mm -hmm. think there was the, the very realistic thing of um, my parents were tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they yeah. Had four, oh, yeah. They had four kids. My dad had a business where he was working 90 oh, wow. hours a week. Yeah. So I think, I mean, for a, for a lot of us, the first thing that goes when things get stressful mm -hmm. is your health. The number one reason you know? people eat what they eat is yeah. convenience. So sure. no, mm -hmm. no doubt he's probably eating some fries in there with yeah. you know, quick, mm -hmm. quick fixes. But yeah. So for me... Um, you know, when I was 13 to 18, mm -hmm. you know, th that's kind of what I saw was, mm. yeah, you can, you can kind of eat whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't know that it was having any effect on him physically, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I don't know. I just, I grew up like wanting to be healthy and like wanting to work out, but like didn't really have anybody in my life mm -hmm. that that was a priority to them. Sure. You know, so for me, music was the only thing I cared about. Um, and other than that, I pretty much just ate garbage and mm -hmm. didn't really ever pay any attention or put any priority to my health. Yeah, man. Um, that, that's, that's, that's common, mm -hmm. you know, the, the short answer, you know, for me, I was a big, uh, sports guy growing up. So I, I did a lot of sports and one of those was football, and I remember my mom used to make me like mac and cheese before football games. Like, oh, I gotta get those carbs yeah. before football. And like, that was literally <laughs> the worst thing I could have done. Like, that makes you slow and lethargic. Right. I'm going out there and you know playing both ways four quarters. <laughs> like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. But you know, so yeah, you just don't know, and right. you have to like, kind of like I was saying a second ago. You know, you have to be okay with that. Like, all mm -hmm. right, hey, you know, it was a phase of my life I just didn't know. Yeah. But especially in this day and age you can't use that excuse anymore sure you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like absolutely. no one no one can like for me with technology like oh i don't know how to turn on my phone like well, that's your own fault <laughs> yeah. you know but here's the thing right it's hard yeah and you have to combat against that daily you know it's it's hard to want to surround yourself with positive people in a world that wants to just tear you down mm -hmm. so whenever you get plugged in you know where you work right now that's all you know like and again, I'm not saying everyone that works at you know at any any uh, church or gym mm -hmm. or wherever uh, is perfect. Um, there's going to be a toxic environment, you know. Um, mm -hmm. it, and and um, it's realizing that, and like I said, being the light in in those yeah. types of environments um, can sometimes you know be tough taking that minority uh, position. Mm -hmm. So you know, kind of what I'm saying is. Uh, whenever you're combating against nutrition and fitness, sometimes it's okay to say, I don't know, but the next step is to 
follow through with with learning a little bit more you know so myself whenever i was growing up i got the fitness bug through my older brother doing a bunch of heavy bench press in the basement i was like oh man that looks cool he's down there jamming out to pantera you know metallica in the basement lifting weights i'm like i want to be like that and i was always (laughs) a real scrawny kid you know um and the first thing I, you know, I kind of did with that, I saw him taking some different supplements. All of a sudden I started reading about this stuff and I'm like, oh, okay, this is actually really interesting. I really, really like, you know, doing this. Kind of like with music with you. Mm-hmm. You were like, wow, I really like this. Right. You know, ultimately um, there's going to be some things, like I don't like um, diving deep into technology, but guess what? It's not going anywhere. So I should probably mm-hmm. read some articles from time to time on it. <laughs> So if you're listening and you're like, I don't know about CrossFit, I'm going to get hurt. It's like, read a little bit about it. Like, do a little research. Don't just listen to the loudest voices, you know. Um, And that's the same thing, like, you know, if you're thinking about, like, going to Crossroads or or any old place, like, don't just always uh, listen to, do your own research. Do your own independent Mm -hmm. research on things. And then, you know, actually have your own independent opinion. So so you're talking about... um, you know, diving into some fitness early mm-hmm. on. Um, it wasn't really obviously a, a staple of, of maybe growing up, but you, I, I think you had a friend that kind of got you involved mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. with doing some more weightlifting. Mm-hmm. And then maybe uh, there was a little bit of time there in between uh, that, that program and then ours. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, coming off what I was talking about growing up and, you know, with, with my family, health just wasn't a part of our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I realized that, um, you know, some, th- some things that are important to you, um, mm-hmm. you just have to step up and do them, sure. you know, whether, whether you want to or not, mm-hmm. you know, so I realized most, most of my life with my health, I've been super passive, Sure. you know, just like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, like I'll take mm-hmm. care of it. You know, it's, it's not too bad right now. Like, I've got other things that are more important mm-hmm. or like more stressful or, mm. or um, just just really getting like in the way and I'll, I'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. And any any time in my life when I when I have that mentality of I'll deal mm. with it later, that means I'm never gonna deal with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that's being passive. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me the last the last couple of years of my life has have really been challenging myself in the areas where man where where am i being passive i don't want to be i don't want to be passive Mm. you know like in all of my all of my heroes and all of my models yeah um, anybody from jesus to uh like brandon flowers from the killers Mm -hmm. or any any anybody that's doing Mm -hmm. amazing incredible things that that i look up to right um, I did just compare Jesus to Brandon Flowers. That's from the fair. Killers. It's probably maybe um, the first time ever, but but you know I love the Killers. They're my you know? favorite band. Mm. So um, mm. they're pretty good. Brandon, if you listen to this, I love you, man. I'd yeah, love we got a lot of listeners. I'd love I'd love to meet you. It's gonna go viral. <laughs> but you know, but yeah, I don't want, I, I, I don't want to be passive. You yeah, know, that's, no, that's what I'm trying to say. That's another. You know, we talked, you know, originally about vulnerability. You mm-hmm. know, that passivity. Yeah. Um, it's not a good thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I actually just read a little article. Uh, I think we just threw it up the other day on, you know, when, when it's too late, you know, um, you know, I, I, um, have some family members that are unhealthy and, you know, it's kind of, kind of like you're saying, mm-hmm. maybe you had some unhealthy, uh, people in the house and, 
it's kind of I, I, I was honestly you know when I got really into weightlifting in college and stuff and I was kind of a joke like oh there comes here comes tough guy lifting all those weights <laughs> you know and it was it was it, 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 it like tried to like ostracize me like yeah, sure. like oh you, you gotta use salad mm-hmm. and you know right. it was it was it was honestly kind of tough mm-hmm. like being around the family sometimes because they were like constantly uh, hit me with knee slappers mm-hmm. about being in shape right about and fit getting healthy. like I was literally probably in the best <laughs> shape of my life right and they were like making fun of me for it so but guess what I stood firm on my beliefs that hey look I'm doing the right thing mm-hmm. you know and sometimes it's not always as obvious as that but taking an active role might all, not always be an obvious decision but it should be yeah. you know you, you know so we're doing a bring a friend month right now february so the the blog i wrote the other day was a little bit about just hey when when are you going to finally ask someone to come you know and it's, it has nothing to do with us trying to grow our business it has everything to do with you trying to grow in friendship mm-hmm. you know with with people that hopefully you love that are around you like why wouldn't you want someone you love to be healthy mm-hmm. you know why wouldn't if you have the opportunity to put five extra years on someone's life you better take it. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying just because you invite them to one workout, it's going to change your life, but who knows? Who knows? You know, you, like you said, Hey, I invite this person to one visit to Crossroads. Who, who knows? Yeah. Like, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, so, but yeah, man, with, with CrossFit, um, well, we got some time left here. Uh, maybe a little bit about that journey yeah. with, um, you know, what did you think coming into it? Mm-hmm. Was it like, Oh, it's going to be, you know, Slayer playing the whole time on volume a hundred and just, you know, drill surgeons walking around right. and all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, continuing the fitness journey, I, my buddy, um, who has now started a business of online coaching, mm-hmm. um, I was kind of his first guinea pig of yeah. coaching and this was, I don't know, five years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, maybe even longer. Eh, it was probably about five years. Uh, that was my first journey in like actually having somebody coach me and train me. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, because it was the first time that he had done it, it was way too intense mm. and, and yeah. way too much too fast, you know? So like mm-hmm. literally the, the first time I worked out, I remember oh boy. The, I got up the next day uh-huh. and I told my wife, I'm like, babe, I, I can't get out of bed. Like, <laughs> I literally cannot move my legs. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> like, I couldn't move them. Like, she had to move my legs. Oh, jeez. So I could get out of bed. Yes. And, <laughs> like, in my initial response to that, I was like, okay, cool. I'm never doing that again. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to feel that way. Right. You know? Um, but I stuck with it. And that was, that. there were some huge wins in that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, we did it for maybe two months. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was really, really strict with my eating. Mm-hmm worked out several times a week with him sure and i lost weight i felt great awesome and i learned a lot about um man i'm putting some terrible things into my body that are really affecting the way education piece right yeah yeah Yeah. and that was the first time that somebody actually took the time to like it was another thing like i reached out to him because he was one of my best friends i'm like man i really want to get healthy Mm -hmm. he's like well hey i know a lot about health and, ding, ding, ding. I, and I actually, <laughs> I actually would like to do this for a career, so you can be my guinea pig. Sweet. Um, so that was that was a good step. Obviously, mm-hmm. wasn't the right fit because it was a little bit too intense. And we mm-hmm. we laugh about it now because he's yeah, like, yeah. dude, I'm so sorry. Uh, I I do that all the time too, man. Being 
you know, whenever, uh, short story, whenever I first started training, I was at the University of Cincinnati and uh, doing personal training there. And you literally have a football field, a track, a like multi-million dollar weight facility, a pool, all these things at your disposal. So you're like, I'm going to use them all. <laughs> so I remember I had this one uh, student who, um, you know, had ambitions to, to get stronger and, and then more endurance or what have you. But I just remember basically we were doing suicides at the whole football field. And at the end of each like 20 yard uh, suicide, we would run one flight of stairs. And I think we were about 10 minutes in and he was just completely done. And yeah. I'm just like, all right, something's wrong here. So anyway, moral of the story, same thing with, with your recording and, and things like that. You yeah. probably look back and listen on original stuff and you're like, wow, yeah. this is the worst. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you, each year, year to year, you're like, wow, I, w- I, I did not know a single thing last year. And that's honestly one of the things that keeps me super interested in the field of fitness because it does change so much. And you can, there's just such a you know, vast amount of things out there that you can learn. But so you were, you, you were initially with, with uh, your, your friend and mm-hmm. you get your, your spaghetti legs. and <laughs> Right. Yeah. And then we, uh, you know, since I've been married for four years now. And uh, really since day one of, of getting married, like I've had this goal of getting healthy, mm. you know, and it's because as soon as, as soon as I got married, I realized that my priorities have changed, mm-hmm. you know, so I spent my entire life really kind of focusing on myself and focusing on my, my own goals and getting, getting married really opened my eyes to um, the importance of setting your priorities and your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, every day I wake up and I, I really try to remind myself of what my priorities are. Mm. And those priorities for me are always going to be God first. Yeah. You know, then my my wife is, is second. Mm-hmm. My kids after that. Mm-hmm. And then comes everything else. CrossFit. Um, what? Right. <laughs> yeah. Which which that that's a real that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that. It, that is one of my struggles is mm-hmm. um, right now. The, really, the only class I can come to is is the 630 class mm-hmm. um yeah 630 a.m and man it's hard it's hard judging mm-hmm. it's hard juggling everything sure you know just being being super real it is hard juggling you know being a good dad being mm-hmm. a good husband you know spending time um with god and then also making a priority of my fitness mm-hmm. you know but i had this revelation recently that you know the more i prioritize my fitness and my health that actually gives me more energy mm. and more um, 100%. capacity yep. to to love and to serve and to be with my family. Mm. You know, so those those nights where I'm like, oh gosh, I'm so tired. Dude, I'm I'm so you glad know? you just said that. I, I wish everyone could understand what what you just <laughs> said there, and, it, and it's so key, man. It's so key because you know it's 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 like eating sugar pops every day and then you discover vegetables mm-hmm. you're like wow i can think clear yeah and and you know i i wake up and i'm not groggy mm-hmm. you know stuff like that but so first day of crossfit you remember the workout what was it did it did it just wipe you out or did we actually maybe try to uh, yeah. build you up a little bit before we tore yeah. you down well i remember uh so i'm coming up, I think I've been doing CrossFit for about a year and a half now. Excellent. Um, my first workout was in the previous building. Oh, which okay. you were, yeah. You were getting right. ready to move. Yep. I think you had about a month left, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was the, 
it was in the summer um and i think we did maybe three weeks of just one-on-one yeah. rather than and i actually remember because you were like hey man i want to help you i want to like like obviously crossfit's all about classes but we're just going to start with personal training yeah i had you know? no um i i wanted to put you uh, you know i wanted to make you the captain of the ship so yeah. like mm-hmm. if you wanted to just do one-on-ones like i was yeah. i'm here to help man like let's mm-hmm. just make this work but ultimately one-on-ones are, are the best way to start as yeah. far as just building up the technique right. and seeing where you're at mm-hmm. assessing your movement you actually move really well by the way um so I would, that made me really excited and i think i probably told you that initially because yeah. mm-hmm. first thing we're going to assess is just like a proper squat and i was like oh man like you got a good squat mm-hmm. and good body awareness and i could tell the pick up on the perfectionism you're like yeah. no i want to do this right and i'm mm-hmm. like ah oh, it's music to my ears <laughs> so so we did some one-on-ones and then you got into the classes eventually yeah so the the first workout i think was it was just some sort of um i think we did like box push-ups mm-hmm. some ring yeah yeah uh, some squats probably on the rower squats, a little bit a little bit on the rower and um, I've told you this several times, but you know, cross, of all the things that I've ever tried in fitness, which fitness has always been a struggle for me, mm-hmm. finding something that I can stick with and and be consistent. Like that that first workout, it w- there was like a light bulb. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. I actually like I finished this. I feel like I accomplished something, mm-hmm. and I actually like I want to do more. Yes, you know, um, and like you guys. You hear all the horror stories about CrossFit. Like you're gonna go in and they're gonna wreck you, and then you're gonna you're gonna break your back, and they're gonna push <laughs> you. And like, sure, maybe that happens places, mm-hmm. um, but that was not my experience here. You know, you guys absolutely care about the health of your athletes, um, whether that's a one-on-one or in a class setting. Like every time I do something wrong, somebody calls it out, mm-hmm. which is is super helpful because that's what I'm looking for. Right. You know, I don't, I don't do this for a profession, you know? Mm-hmm. So like even in class on Tuesday, my squat was a little bit off and mm-hmm. you came over and you're like, Hey, make these two adjustments. Mm-hmm. And immediately my squat felt better. And mm-hmm. that was like, that was incredible. Absolutely. You know, and I've been doing this for a while. You would think I would have a perfect squat down, mm-hmm. but it's just the, it's the reminder that like things slip and you need somebody to get you back in. Right. You know, well, and again, with, with mobility and, and, and flexibility and stuff like that, it, it, it changes day to day. So yeah. if you had, you know, for example, we have people that travel a lot here, like, mm-hmm. Oh, I just got off the plane. Well, guess what? You're right. Your hamstrings yeah, yeah. are tight. Your hip flexors uh-huh. are tight. Your low back's probably cranky. So, you know, your squat might feel a certain way, but it's going to, might look a different way. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, again, it's just getting a little bit educated on like, Hey man, you know, like for me personally, I've been doing this long enough to kind of know where I'm at with my body. So it's like, I know my right side's a little jacked up. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, Hey Chris, you mind watching my squat? Like, are my hips even at the bottom mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But so what's the group classes, uh, kind of been like, have you been able to meet some members and chop it up a little bit with some of them? Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, the, the awesome thing about the way that you start in CrossFit because I think everybody starts with the one-on-ones, the mm-hmm. fundamentals, right? Yep, yep. Um, the, the class setting, like for me, especially being somebody who was not even remotely in shape when mm-hmm. I started, um, the class was, was pretty intimidating to me. Sure. You know, because like I saw people, I'm like, man, they're like killing it. Right. You know, yeah. like, they're just, wow, they're still going. Micah Druschel. Huh? Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, Micah. 
Take it easy, man. <laughs> Stop losing weight. You look too good. I know. That headband's <laughs> not going to fit anymore. Maybe that's a secret. Yeah. Micah, give it's, me a headband, headband. please. I want to be like you. Um, but the one-on-one setting, like once, it, it gives you the confidence to then go into the class setting. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is when we were doing the one-on-ones, like I was seeing some classes work out. And every time that we would work out, I'm like, okay, that actually, yep. all right. Yep. I think... I think I might be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so after three weeks, jumped into my first class and I'm like, okay, sweet. This yeah. is the way to work out. Right. You know, you've got a coach that really knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and they have to, like they've been through official courses. Right. And then they yep, yep. like, so I can trust and know that every coach here, like I, mm-hmm. I trust them and I believe them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, uh, I would say with the class, um, from a community perspective, um, like going to the same class consistently mm-hmm. and then getting to know the people in that class is huge. Oh, yeah. You know, so my class is the 630 class. Um, and, you know, genuinely, those people are awesome. Yeah. You know, like I love working out with them. And, like, you really have this camaraderie. And mm-hmm. when I'm the last one still going for the workout, everybody's around me saying, all sure. right, man, come on, come on, come on. And that Does gives it, you the yeah. last push that you need. Mm-hmm. Where otherwise, if I was working out by myself, there's no way I would have just quit. It, it drives the intensity. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing I can say. I worked out by myself for a lot of years, and you think like, oh, you know, like I go hard. Whenever you get ten strangers in a class with you and you're doing the same thing, mm-hmm. you just naturally want to go harder. And the cool thing is, it doesn't matter if you're first. Like if you're sure. super competitive, you want to mm-hmm. be first. Yay for you. But we're it's a team. You mm-hmm. know, you're a team team atmosphere. It's, yeah. It's awesome. Like you said, one of the things too, you know, that it builds is accountability. So it makes our jobs a little bit easier as trainers. Whenever, if, if Aaron's not there for a six thirty, mm-hmm. we got people asking like, Hey man, like yeah. have you seen Aaron? Like I haven't right. seen him a couple of days or whatever. And it's like, Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah you're right. Well, and I, I, I need that. Hundred, everyone, and every yeah. single person needs that. Right. Yeah. Everyone. So mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're not in the minority there, but yeah, man, we'll, uh, We'll kind of wrap it up a little yeah. bit. Um, our final question, and again, like I said, this is, I'm not the typical host of this show, first time listener. I'm usually a guy that just says about 10 words the whole time. <laughs> so if you're like, where's Jared? We want Jared back. Don't worry, Jared will be back. Um, so we always like to finish the, the show with, um, what is your definition of fitness? Hmm. It's, a, it's a big one. Yeah. So, you know, you no, to, I mean, I guess for me, fitness would. Fitness for me is all about health, and it's not just physical health. Um, there, you know, there's physical fitness, there's spiritual fitness, there's emotional fitness, and mm-hmm. uh, the fitness aspect is putting in the work mm. um, every day to reach your goals. Love you it. know, so whether that's spiritually, like for me, that's spending time with God. Um, emotionally, making sure that. Um, if I'm depressed, am I talking about it? Am I mm. making, am I making, um, am I talking, am I challenging myself to be open about whatever I'm struggling with? And then obviously physically, fitness is showing up and, and doing the work. I love that. Being active, don't mm. be passive. Don't be passive. Yeah. That's my that's my 2018 is don't be passive. Mm. Mm. I love that. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you for man. listening. To Everyday Athlete, join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of people who make us great. Thanks. See you guys.